So there you have it, Newcastle United are through to the last 16 of the FA Cup. This is Lee Ryder speaking, Chief Football Writer of the Chronicle and we are walking back from Craven Cottage now along the banks of the Thames uh, to reflect on what has been an unbelievable night of action. So first and foremost, uh, let's recap what actually happened in the game. Um, Newcastle kicked off without Miguel Almiron and without club captain Jamal Sells because both of them weren't there because Almiron was described as being ill by the club and Sells described as having a tight cough and unavailable for selection so despite what you may have seen uh, about transfers that was the official reason given by the club why those two players weren't involved now we'll see exactly what the fate of those players will be in the next few days given the window is still active uh, for four or five days um, and we'll come back to transfers because I asked Eddie Howe a question which uh, rather amused him in the press conference um, after the game but let's just recap what actually happened on the pitch Newcastle had probably what you would say a disappointing start they looked like a team that hadn't played for two weeks because they were a team that hadn't played for two weeks because of the winter break so um, Fulham with a better side early on Newcastle had managed to miss an absolute sitter from Jacob Murphy who was given pretty much a free hit after the ball fell kindly for him um, it was almost like one of them where he has too much time and just struck it straight at the goalkeeper Fulham then probed had quite a few chances um, good save by Dubravka to deny Munez and after that spell um, Fulham's chance to win the game disappeared completely disappeared sunk without a trace Newcastle having shaken off the grogginess of not playing for two weeks really came into the game and managed to take the lead through Sean Longstaff well taken strike scored down here last season if you remember in a 4-1 win but this goal had pretty much everything in the build up a sweeping cross from Trippier Ball knocked down by Dan Byrne. Lewis Miley helped it on. Bruno appeared to handball it, but Longstaff made sure and the goal stood. And the officials gave it, and Newcastle were 1 0 up and moving through the gears. And that's pretty much the best way to describe it. They went in at half time with the lead. And after the break, Fulham gave a lot for 10 minutes, 12 minutes. And then Newcastle doubled the lead um, through damp burn, close to his finish. And that was it. Newcastle tuned it up and coast. And, and uh, all the bad memories of that opening half an hour were gone. So Newcastle threw 2-0. In the last 16, we await the draw. We'll see what happens with it. Um, I've told you what happened in the game there. 
I've told you the team selection, my opinion on it, the game. Um, yeah, not the not a classic. You know, I've had the opportunity to go and buy a DVD on it. I probably would save my money for a better game. Um, but there you go. It was a. You don't need to have exhibition football uh, in the FA Cup. You just need to get through. Um, you know, I've survived to live the tale of two cup runs in the 90s and if I'm being honest you know take away the semi-finals from those runs um, there was some there was a lot of poor games uh, on the road to Wembley in 98 and 99 so it doesn't matter how you get there as long as you do get there and then Newcastle have advanced into the last 16 so great for the fans who travelled um, my verdict on getting to the last 16 uh, season saver given how bad Newcastle have been in the Premier League given where they are in the Premier League and given the fact they've got some hard games coming up uh, I just hope that cup success doesn't paper over the cracks because it'd be you know again I find myself going back to 98-99 um, those two cup final appearances papered over a lot of cracks Newcastle were poor and in the Premier League I think they finished 13th on both of them campaigns and yeah I do think the script in the Europe because in those days uh, if you played the champions uh, you would get one of the place on offer it doesn't work like that anymore so Newcastle the only way Newcastle reaching a cup final and finishing in the bottom half would be an acceptable season for me is actually going up those steps and finally lifting something so that's my opinion on it I hope that we don't get complacent over two cup wins we now need to transfer this form back into the top flight let's get some points on the board Let's start, hopefully, getting something at Villa. I did say before the game that people might accept getting through tonight and losing to Villa. And that might still be the case. But football doesn't work like that. Newcastle now have that beautiful thing in football, momentum and confidence. And you could see that by the end of the game, Newcastle were knocking the wall about. The players were laughing and joking as they left the field. We haven't seen that for a long time. Um, you know, before Christmas, we were losing to Luton Town. <laughs> Away from home, not good. So Newcastle now have two valuable things. Uh, momentum, confidence and morale is on the up. So thankfully, Newcastle uh, supporters haven't come down here to London... Paid money for the trains, knowing they can't get a train back, knowing they'd have to pay for a hotel. Um, many fans having to do that. I've seen, you know, a lot of families. I mean, the expense of it must be unbelievable. Um, getting a hotel and trains, and you know, all the other things that go with it. You know, food, drink. Uh, it doesn't come cheap coming down to London. So well done to all the supporters. I thought they were brilliant, actually. 
one, if I'd have had another question to ask anyhow, because we do only get three, uh, <laughs> if I did have another question for how, it would have been, did you realise, Eddie, when it was nil-nil and Fulham were on top, could you hear the fans trying to lift the team? That's what they were doing. They were trying to lift the team. They were chanting Eddie's name. Um, you know, they didn't... They didn't turn the back on the team. They never do. There was no negativity. There was no impatience. They started trying to lift the team. And I think, step by step, as a fan base and as a team today, Newcastle uh, won that one on and off the field. Now, by the end, they were all the old classics. We're getting, we're getting um, a good airing, which was great. Uh, I think the Andy Cole song. I think the Rob Lee. Scores a goal on ITV, got a, got a shot, and I was actually wondering because we knew Alan Shearer was in the crowd. I was actually wondering, was Alan Shearer going to miss out? Well, he did not. Um, he eventually turned around to Shearer, and they were all chanting him, and all the fingers were pointing uh, to where Shearer was sitting, and that must have been great for him. I mean, it's a big thing to do when you're a living legend, sitting the away end. Uh, and have it, and have all those fans chanting your name. Um, but he did it, and you know he achieved something that he probably never thought he'd be able to do, given his stardom. Um, but I think as Alan Shearer has progressed in life, he's become a lot more relaxed. And yeah, that was a, that was a great thing for a club legend, living legend, to be sat in the away end. Um, and enjoying, you know, soaking in the whole occasion. I think that'll live with them a long time, uh, as we'll get them through in the cup. Now, moving on, um, who were the players that carried Newcastle through in this game? Well, the big one is the guy I gave man the match to, which was Dan Byrne. Uh, wasn't just because he scored a goal, although that was very important, very valuable, very useful. Um, it was the sliding tackles, it was the, the G-ing up, it was the calmly steering Newcastle through. I think if you look at his stats, there were clearances galore, uh, blocks, tackles, interceptions. He was brilliant. And now he's been questioned uh, by a lot of people. Is he the best fit? Well, in a situation like this, I think he's very much the best fit for Newcastle and... I do believe that that performance will do him a lot of good and it'll do Newcastle United a lot of good because it's taking them into the next stage. So Dan Byrne for me, one of the leaders. Sean Longstaff, again, like the team, didn't have a great start, but he got the goal, he got the moment that took them where they needed to be. Uh, and again, tackles, blocks... I thought it was probably his best game for such a long time. So he'll be pleased with that, uh, as the fans were. And now you look elsewhere on the pitch. Well, Debravka made a great save at one stage when it was nil-nil. Um, you had Botman as well, who did very well today. Um, Fabian Sher had his moments. Uh, Kieran Trippier bounced back from 
you know, what's been an intense time for him. At right back, clipping the ball in uh, for part of the goal. But it, it, look, you know, he's he's had to sit and watch another right back sign for Bayern Munich. I must, uh, you know, I know he's committed to Newcastle and I know he never wanted to leave. But there must still be part of him thinking, that could have been me. So for him to dust himself down and get on with things, uh, I think credit where it's due. He'll he'll now move on with Newcastle. And you never know what's going to happen in football. <laughs> you know, if Jamal Lascelles does leave in this window, Trippier will be captain. Could he be the captain that lifts the first piece of silverware since 1969? Well... <laughs> Put Bayern Munich aside, that would still be a massive accolade for any player um, to be that first man since Bob Moncur to lift a trophy for the club. So that's possibly something for him to have a little think about. But overall, today, good win. Um, remember those fans travelled down here with a ridiculous kickoff time. You know, 7 pm on ITV4, was it necessary? You know, there were other time slots available. I think the FA had to take down a tweet earlier. Almost a little bit. I don't know. Was it, did fans find it patronising? Let us know. But the FA had to take a tweet down, highlighting what a, <coughs> a long journey and an expensive journey that it's really been um, down here. But, look, Newcastle, march on. Um, there's so much coming up now. Aston Villa away. On Tuesday, uh, we'll be seeing Eddie Howe again on Monday. Uh, he doesn't escape the press. He doesn't escape the questions. And really, for him now, I think he he um, has the transfer window to think about. I did say at the start of this that I would tell you what he said in the press conference. I asked him a question. If you had the opportunity for the window to shut now... You don't lose anybody, but you don't gain anybody. Would you allow that to happen? Eddie found that quite funny. Said that's a very, very clever question. Um, and he said, yeah, I probably would. I probably would shut the window now if I had the chance. And I think that a lot of people would follow him because that would mean he would have Wilson, he would have Almiron, he would have Lascelles, and of course he would have Trippier, which... It looks like it's going to be the case anyway. So, there you have it. That's a wrap now from the capital. Thanks for tuning in. And, yeah, we'll see what uh, Tuesday night brings and we'll see what the press conference brings in the next few days.